Wilson. Charles. How are, how, are you? how are things how are things over on the west coast Charles? i'm on the west coast i'm in seattle it's amazing it's sunny out for the first time since i've been here it's beautiful there's blue sky what's going on in the east coast uh there was some uh well it's kind of gray skies today but it's been uh unseasonably warm over on the west or east wow. coast wow that's yeah. that's wonderful i'm here in seattle uh, visiting family, and uh, I'm in the Tableau home office in Fremont, and mm-hmm. it's time. You know what? It's time to do. It's time to talk about the bracket for the Vizwiz tournament. Yeah, I'm really I'm excited, excited about, about that. It. We got this uh, this bracket. It's got lots of different kind of divisions, and we had sort of selection Friday last weekend, and mm-hmm. decided how everything was going to play out in the first round, and now it's time to talk about it. Uh, so first of all, let's just jump right in. We've got this uh, customer solutions division with uh, how many total entries did did we ever count up the total uh, in customer solutions for the total number of people that were in? Uh, I, I believe it actually ended up being somewhere around like sixty eight or so. Let me actually just check my okay. numbers a little bit. But uh, yeah, I mean it was actually a fairly decent showing i think across the board and i'm kind of excited yep 68 individual entries some of them being teams but uh yeah 68 uh things that we now have to go through in order to uh figure out who is moving on from round one yeah so it's very similar to the uh march madness bracket in scope i mean there's four different regions right mm-hmm. and each region has about 16 competitors at give or take a few mm-hmm. um the uh, there's an SC region that has most mostly sales consultants uh, across uh, across the US, a US mm-hmm. SC region, I suppose. Uh, there's a PC region that is largely PCs and a couple other folks. There's mm-hmm. a international region that's got people from uh, Europe, Middle East, and Africa, and also Asia. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's got we've got sort of a, a hodgepodge division that's got lots of different pre-sales and pro-serve and training people in it. Um, what looks like the toughest bracket for you so far? I mean, which Ooh. one is there a group of death that you, that you're noticing that where it's going to be really competitive? It's hard to actually figure that out. I mean, with uh, each time we actually do this, I think there's a lot of fear specifically with the the, the USPC bracket. Uh, mm-hmm. Folks really all have always kind of identified this group as being folks who you know spend all day really within the product itself and so naturally we would imagine that some of our the the folks who do the best within tableau desktop are going to be actually within this group that's there and you know beyond that there's uh within this u.s group there's the the breakdown of east central and west of course and of course our enterprise group that's competing alongside with the west for uh this particular round but beyond that even just the the support team you know we haven't heard much from them in the past kind of excited to see what they can actually do yeah i think for me the toughest division is division two you've got Mm -hmm. uh four people from apac five people from EMEA, five people from the sc team kind of a combination of us sc east and channel and then a pro serve and training division um 
the group of death, I think, is that USCASC Eastern Channel Division. You got John Duggar in there. You got Michael mm-hmm. Kovner, both very strong competitors. You've got Darren McGurn and Mary Kate Quigley, two uh, very kind of heavy visualization specialist focused people in the Northeast New England area. And then you've got mm-hmm. Stefan DeVriel, who has kind of become Tableau Canada. He's got his own blog. <laughs> he's he's uh, doing visits on things like hockey, and, and I can't even read most of the stuff he does because it's all in French. He's, I think, a sleeper in that bracket, whereas Duggar would probably be favored. But I think I'm going to look for uh, a sleeper upset there, Stefan Devriel Favreau coming out of that division. And I think once he gets through there, if you look in the rest of the division, he might be competing against someone like Evan Alini in round two in from training, or perhaps Ben Neville or Jesse Gebhardt, who are tough competitors. But there's... Uh, and of course, you've got Allen and Massa. That's just like tough competition, competition all the way through there. But I think, you know, if we were going to guess someone to maybe be unexpected coming out there, I think Stefan could make it to the Customer Solutions finals. I don't know if he'll, if he'll win the Customer Solutions bracket, though, because you've got uh, Saskia, who's going to be uh, a favorite, heavy favorite in the bottom bracket. Um, I mean, if you look at Luca and Rafi, very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's some, there's some pretty uh, talent. There's a talented team from APAC down there, but I think she's the one that has the most experience. Obviously, won the first VizWiz. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to be a favorite to win the whole thing uh, from Customer Solutions. Well, I mean, I, let's, let's go back in history, though. I mean, how has experience really got tied in? And one of the big things that we found was uh, the folks who actually made it into finals um, year one. Uh, actually, a very few of them actually made it to finals in the, the second year. And each year, I think, we actually start to see uh, new folks um, really emerge from that group that's there. So, I mean, we see a lot of names, I think, especially coming out from MIA this year. They did a tremendous job actually jo- signing up for this. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I got uh, strong faith. I think that one of the, the, the folks within that team is just a sleeper that we're, we're just waiting to see what they can do. Really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. I mean, in, in the first year, we had two relative unknowns uh, make it into the finals uh, in Kelly and Saskia, uh, both mm-hmm. PCs who had been with the company for less than a year, who kind of came out of nowhere and made it into the finals. Um, I just think that she, you know, at this point, we've done it three years. People, like, know kind of what to expect from the tournament at this point. And I think she's going to use that experience to her advantage. Like, she knows what it takes to create a great viz. And she's um, she's had a good year, and she's had a bad mm-hmm. year, right? Like, where she, she had a viz that, even last year's viz, like, it was pretty good, if you remember. She didn't mm-hmm. make it to round two because there was tough competition in her bracket, but it was pretty right. good. And I think she could like it was it was a judgment call by by the judges at that point. Um, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't like a surefire she would have lost. And like who knows what happens if she makes round two and she gets a little more time to spend with the Viz and things like that. So I still think she's the favorite. What about that SC bracket? It's a pretty uh, like pretty heavy bracket and it, the interesting thing it about is. that one is there's a lot of managers so there's like people who are doing hands-on with the product in the space uh sc field people but mm-hmm. then there's also managers who are looking kind of seeing the whole field from their team perspective also intermi- intermingled in there that's kind of an interesting part of the competition too 
Yeah, I mean, uh, my boss is in it. Your boss is actually in it. Um, and and so I'm kind of excited to see if uh, the two of them will move on and get to compete head on and just to see uh, what will actually happen from there. But a, a few things to highlight specifically with the SC group. There's actually a lot of teams kind of up for elimination, specifically in this group that's there. So we do break mm-hmm. it down, I think, specifically in SC West, Central, East, uh, and then commercial versus public sector that's there. So the most obvious, I think, is that... Um, um, by the end of round one, commercial or public sector, one of those groups actually won't be moving along. So that would be interesting. Yeah, this course, is like it, the rivalry division. You know, like there, <laughs> there's like certain ones where certain sports uh, events where you, like the t- these teams don't like each other. Like these guys badly want to beat each other, right? Like the SC East team is all from New York. The SC West team is all from the West Coast, Bay Area or Seattle. So like there's going to be attention paid to what each other are doing. There's going to be some trash talking. There's gonna, There might be, you know, Know, some bribery of judges i don't know how that's gonna go but i already heard a pc say today they might be looking to kind of ingratiate themselves with kelly hota in her division so like i don't know exactly how that's gonna be recorded or reported or anything but i think i think we could see like it get a little ugly up there in the sc division which would be right. pretty fun yeah i mean the the only two teams i think that you know the within our organization, I think, specifically that will have a sort of safe spot uh, in this competition, at least with this bracket, is uh, your... the, the SCs, uh, the Enterprise SC East team, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because they did come out in spades. In fact, we actually overflowed them into a second um, grouping that's there that we'll talk about in a minute, as well as I think our uh, Midwest, or excuse me, uh, Midwest, yeah, Midwest team, um, led by Luke, and you know his mm-hmm. involvement in the past. I think uh, you know really encouraged the re- the rest of his team to really uh, participate this year. But specifically focusing even just on the SC West, I mean, there's actually three teams in there. There's actually uh, Kurt Bud's team, uh, which represents our uh, Northwest. Um, uh, we have Greg Peters team, which is representing sort of Bay Area West. And of course, uh, Brad Welch's team representing Southwest that's there. So one of those teams will move on to represent all of the West Coast, which is uh, a pretty big deal, I guess, in my mind. Um, so, I mean, there, there's definitely, I think, a lot up for grabs, specifically just even in this division. Um, a lot of folks that are that kind of came in together as well. And so I'm kind of curious just to see if they produce the same thing or have the same experience Um Mainly because, you know, they, they definitely, of course, talk to very different companies and work with very different clients. And I'm hoping that, of course, we really see a, a very diverse showing in terms of what they, uh, what they do with storytelling um, just from their field experience out here. So let's talk about the judges real quick. So um, there are 10 different judges. I'll, real, I'll run through really quick. Mac Bryla, Andy Cotgreave, Andrew Hill, Kelly Hota, Bethany Lyons, Jeff Mills, Molly Muncy, Ross Perez, and then me and you. Uh, I'm kind of interested in seeing like how some of these judges approach it. Like We have the same criteria for what is a successful viz across all the brackets, but I think... Um, there's been some interesting developments in the judging front around how this is going to be handled. And I wonder if there's going to be any controversy around it, Wilson. Uh, So there's Ross Perez uh, has actually built a 
process around judging about how he scores each of the visits and automating how he brings it out. It's kind of like a, you know, how people want to call for robot umpires in baseball. Ross Perez is kind of bringing the same approach toward VizWiz judging. And I'm kind of wondering if that's going to lead to a different result from some of the other judges that might be taking more of a qualitative approach where they're really seeing, they're kind of letting the artistry of the visits hit them and kind of see what, what gives them the best kind of emotional reaction or, or kind of a physical kind of uh, manifestation of how they how they like to look at vizs. Um, I'm really interested in seeing if you know maybe there's uh, some conflicts from the judges around how they rate things. If there's like a Russian judge in the Olympics situation where like some <laughs> everyone gives someone a ten, but someone gives someone a five, right? Like I think that could that could come out pretty interesting. What do you think of that? I, th- I think for the most part, we've kind of built a system that will have some of the checks and measure in place so that there's no heavy bias, I think, specifically in one of the groups versus not, right? Um, so each of the different brackets that we see, the folks who are judging, for example, uh, SC West, there's going to be two judges involved um, in, in that particular arena. Uh, and it's going to be pretty consistent for each of the different sort of brackets that we're, we're dealing with um, for this round. Um, I don't know. If you look at some of the judge tandems, like uh-huh. you've got uh, Andrew Hill and Jeff Mills working together on the one of the PC groups from EMEA. Like Mills, right. known as a stickler, you know, Hill, <laughs> a little bit more of a wild card. Like, is, is that going to cause some problems? Like, you've got Kelly Hota. You never know what she's up, she's going to uh, be doing. And then she's pairing with Mac Bryla to judge some of the other PCs. Like, they're kind of an unpredictable pair. Like, sometimes, sometimes you don't know what they're going to be up to. And I'm just, I'm just curious. You know, it might, it might lead to some upsets that we're not expecting you know how referees in uh, in basketball can have such an impact on the game uh, I think that might be something that we see here in the VizWiz tournament well I mean judging I think is always sort of a, an art to it right um, so there's definitely going to be different approaches different focuses different sort of ideas of interpreting ease of use or storytelling and things like that um, all right who's who's uh, your favorite to go all the way in this tournament ooh. pick uh, pick one favorite and then one sleeper that, that's gonna be a tough. Um, my favorite, I think, for this year. Uh, you know, I, I've heard a lot of good things. With uh, hmm, let me think through. I mean, Allen's. I, I, I think Allen's do. Yeah, right? it might They're, be Allen's year because, like, he. First of all, someone from APAC has made it each year, and it hasn't been him, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got the most tenure on that team. And if you look at the way the bracket breaks down. He's going to have some tough matchups, but he could definitely make it through. I, I That was kind of my second uh, guess after Saskia. Right. Um, and then I think Sleeper, I think, is probably within the MIA group or even the MIA APAC group that's there. There's definitely, I think, uh, a lot of room, uh, specifically in that one. I think folks will be competing pretty heavily, but you simply just don't know, mainly because some of the names are just so new for, for this year that uh, mm-hmm. we're just bound to really see somebody um, really outshine. And I'm, right. you know, I'm, I'm sure that that ends up being a big part of it. So here's my final four. Mm-hmm. Starting from the bottom, Saskia is going to make it to the final four, right? All right. Uh, next one, next bracket up, 
Um, here's one where it's really could go any way, but I'm going to go with Kesha Rose from the PC team. I think mm-hmm. she, she's one of those sleepers that like, we don't talk I, about I, a lot, but I think she's going to come out of that bracket. I've, I've heard some amazing things yeah. and from sort of viz building, you know, she's definitely one of the yep. names that, you know, gets echoed. I'm thinking, I'm sticking with Stefan as my sleeper in the next mm-hmm. bracket up. I think he's going right. to make it to the finals there. And then in the SC bracket, I'm going with Jen Vassar to repeat. She's coming back for a second year. So that's Jen, Stefan, Kesha, and Saskia. And I think Saskia's taking it home, going to the going to the finals. All right. That'll be interesting. Um, at least for me, Final Four, I'm, I'm kind of curious in terms of where this is really going to go. Um I'm actually thinking that maybe one of the folks on the the public team, and maybe I'm just looking for sleepers, and that's the way I kind of look at these brackets. Um, uh, but you know, I, I think I had a chance to to work or at least uh, chat with Ross in the back, and he seems like a sharp guy. I think he can definitely go all the way, really? depending okay. on what's there. That's um, a little bit of a sleeper, then. Uh, it's it's definitely a, a field that I'm not familiar with as as much as you, but um, I'm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that there's definitely somebody out there specifically who has to be very strong at telling stories uh, within that public space in order to really kind of move that process along, right? It's, uh, yeah. It can be tedious. Um, in, the, in the sort of the wild card space that's there, I'm actually thinking it's probably Alan. You know, I'm, I'm looking at that even though... So you think Alan's going to be a wild card? Um, no, no, no. In the... In the oh, A-pack, you're just thinking about yeah, the next bracket down. Okay. That ne- next bracket down. It's probably going to be Allen. That's my bet on it. Um, though I actually do think that Kovner and Duggar has, like, they're just consistent. It's possible man. that both Kovner and Duggar make it to the final. Like one through that bracket and one is a wild card. It's it's totally right. arguable that that could happen. Right. Um, in the PC area, I, I'm actually going to give it to possibly one of our. East PCs that's there. I've seen them do some great work. Uh, Lauren, Fergal, two of them, I think one of them will be actually moving through mm-hmm. uh, with, with that group that's there. So um, looking forward to it. Really, of course, uh, I, I think we could start seeing some some upsets there, but um, I'm just excited to see who really emerges from that group because I think there's something to be said about somebody who is the, the, who's clearly the best uh, PC, you know, across basically the entire region that's there, right? Yep. So uh, I'm excited actually about that bracket more than anything else. And then lastly, in the last group that's there, I'm gonna, uh, I'm actually leaning towards uh, Luca and Rafi. They, you know, we, we we took a peek at their their first round. They took some risks. There. I mean, that's a, that's an risks. area where the judge is gonna have a big impact on it. Oh yeah, um, I'm. But it was it's 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 good, and you can tell that they know just they know how to just work the desktop tool to their advantage, and I'm thinking it's just gonna be it might be their year to kind of move forward and and see what really happens from there. So okay, I'm so really excited about this bracket. It's a Luca Rafi in one. You think it's a who did you say you thought it was Lauren in uh in the second one? Uh, yeah, it's more of okay. Fergal, but yeah. You have Alan coming out of uh, bracket number two, and then you have Ross. Okay, that's an interesting right. bracket. We'll have to see how that develops. Um, and then who do you have winning out of those four? Uh, winning out of the four, oof. Uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I got to bet on EMEA this year. It feels like they won it. Uh, I think they're very motivated for it. And so it's probably going to be Luca and Rafi, I guess, from, from my selection that's there. But I think it's, it's definitely a little too early to, to make right. too many predictions. We'll check in after round one's complete, and we'll probably, our brackets will probably both be busted. Um, okay, real quick, before we, before we finish up for the day, let's talk about the sales bracket. Smaller bracket, uh, only mm-hmm. 12 people in there, but there's four sections just like we had there. It's only going to be two rounds instead of three, right, to, to make up for the smaller size. But this is a really interesting bracket as well. Um, there's basically a D.C. metro bracket, three people from the D.C. area, Virginia and D.C. There's a international sales bracket, three people from APAC and EMEA. There's a management and ops bracket, three guys who are kind of managers in their space who have their own kind of section of the bracket. And then there's sort of a miscellaneous bracket, people from all over the place that kind of didn't fit into one of those other categories. Um, here's what I think is going to happen here. I think Peter Hall has a good chance of making it to the finals. Um, he comes out of the miscellaneous bracket. He's a enterprise rep in New York, and he's he's pretty good with the uh, with the software there. Um, I don't know a whole lot about the DC Metro guys. Um, they all have some influence on the Fed space, so I think it'll be just interesting to see what influence that has on their visits. Um, and then I think if you were just going to draw this these 12 people out from scratch, the two favorites would probably both be Joe Clark and Michael Carpenter. They're both right. in the management and ops bracket. So one of them is going to get eliminated in round one. I think mm-hmm. that's a tough group in, of death. And also Zane Murphy, like I've heard that he has uh, a pretty good handle as well. So that's a really mm-hmm. tough bracket. I have no idea what to expect from the international sales one. I think that could be the spoiler here. But um, if I had to pick someone, I think I'm going to go with Peter Hall. Like, I think Joe Clark might be more talented, but I think Peter has the drive to succeed. I think he might end up Ooh. there on the stage in April. That's, that's a lot when it comes to sales, right? Um, but no, I, I'm, I'm actually going to put my bet uh, on Joe. You know, he's been putting a lot of hard work on it, I think, the last two years, that, or the last two His rounds. His entries have been good. He surprised those, us the first he time. He surprised, yeah. yeah def- he's, he's definitely good and... and great speaker of course uh, and so I, I think it translates into storytelling and how he thinks about basically constructing a visualization mm-hmm. uh i i think he's ready for it this year i, I think he wants it he's going to be he's going going to be getting for getting it okay awesome well that's it that's the bracket uh, a lot of really exciting stuff to come we will be back in a couple weeks on that front, just talking about how the first round went and giving you an update on the other two areas of the Tableau organization, uh, marketing and dev. Uh, they are still getting started. They're, they're, uh, we're expecting smaller groups, so we started kind of the, the sales half sooner to give us time to finish everything and then we're starting up the dev and marketing ones later on uh but the finals will of course be one person from each of those four groups on stage live in april at the tableau sales kickoff event uh and we're really excited to see the different uh perspectives that each of those teams bring uh that's it for today thanks for listening any final words on this wilson before we drop off no not much good luck to everybody